Hi, good afternoon and welcome to the Finos podcast. I'm James McLeod, Director of Community at Finos, and I'm joined by David Watkins, Mark Guerrero, Cameron Salim and Jessica Woodland-Scott from Deutsche Bank, who are also a Finos Platinum mem member. Welcome team. Hi James. Hi, James. Hi, James. Can we begin with a quick introduction from you all, including your roles in Deutsche Bank uh, and in Waltz, please? Sure. So uh, I'm Dave Watkin. Uh, I'm a solutions architect uh, in Deutsche Bank, uh, and I started the Waltz project about six years ago, and um, sort of developer uh, project lead on the uh, on the project going forward. My name is Mark Guerrero, uh, lead analyst, uh, product owner of Waltz within Deutsche Bank, um, currently based within Singapore. Hi, I'm Cameron Salim. Um, I'm a developer. I have been for around 12 years or so. Um, I started uh, developing on Waltz around four and a half years ago with Dave um, and have been with the team ever since. Hi, I'm Jessica Woodley-Scott. I am a junior developer on Waltz. I joined Deutsche Bank back in July 2018 and I've been with the Waltz team for the majority of that time. So before we actually start talking about Waltz, um, can anybody within the team tell me about the problem the project is trying to solve and how how Waltz fits into the wider fintech software engineering ecosystem? I guess I can start with the, the original, the, the first part of that question. Uh, David, not to compliment the second part. So in terms of uh, what problems does Waltz solve? So Waltz helps to bring a lot of other disparate information together. So across many organizations we've faced um, people having information on PowerPoints, on spreadsheets, um, in access databases, and really having you know, different, you know, different pieces of information not aligned to the same taxonomies. And it's been very difficult. So when a fire drill comes along, everyone rushes together, creates some documents, it gets put, a, put in front of senior management um, or maybe the regulators, and the problem then goes away, obviously, until three months later or six months later, same question is asked, uh, and then the same process happens all over again. So Waltz aims to one of the key wins from Waltz from our perspective has been uh, removing a lot of this and having a central um, enterprise wide um, solution which helps to answer all of these questions by reaching out to different information points. David, you might be better with the uh, with the, the wider FinTech piece. Sure, so uh, Waltz and the, the wider FinTech um, ecosystem, I mean, we are a, a open source project we have been since inception um, we're using a relatively modern stack although it's consistently been updated uh, we we're trying to integrate as much as possible with uh, sort of the newer tools uh, and we are looking really at sort of a, a forward-thinking view of how uh, enterprise tools can be used within organizations uh, we're not so much tied on some of the historical uh, solutions that are in place and we're really looking at what works best for organizations moving forward. It's really exciting to see Waltz contributed into Finos. Can you tell me about its background and the opportunity you were given to develop Waltz from within the bank? Hi, it's Cameron. I can, I can talk a bit more about the opportunity um, in developing Waltz. I mean, uh, when I joined the, the project, it was still quite in, in the early stages. I and mean, Dave had been working on it for quite some time. Um, and you know, the, I guess the, the great opportunity is, is is working on an open source uh, project. Uh, you know, working in an enterprise is, is not every day you get the opportunity to do that. Um, you've got public visibility; it's great for enhancing your own profile. But 
uh, I think more importantly, Waltz being quite a creative product gives you a lot of uh, latitude to uh, develop interesting visualizations with, with, with quite a wide uh, scope of, of data. Um, there's a lot in there, um, you know, everything related to applications, how those applications communicate with other applications uh, and with what types of data. And, and, I, and I think that creates interesting opportunities that we, we haven't fully explored yet to, to kind of um, look at uh, running uh, analysis on that and, and trying to understand uh, heuristics or, or even <clears throat> um, clusters of of, uh, of applications which specialize in certain areas without having to necessarily manually input that, which which is a part that really excites me. I guess one thing I'd additionally say, Cameron, is um, yeah, over the over the past few years, uh, as David's mentioned previously, we have um, obviously recruited new new developers, and it's really helped to it's really helped in a number of ways to you know obviously display the the ambition that Deutsche Bank has around the open source piece. And it also really helps you know, to be able to look at um, you know, other people's open source commits, and it kind of gives you a flavour of almost um, of almost having a look at what they've done, how they code, and then and vice versa. So when people come to interview for you, they can they can look at your code base, they can look at what it is you're up to, they can look at some of the features, and again, it gives people a running start to actually understand you know, is this role right for me? And then obviously it, it obviously works both ways. So that's another thing by by being with being on the open source piece, it really really does help. So thank you both. Um, I understand open source and innovation is a big part of Deutsche Bank's engineering culture. Can you explain how this has benefited the internal Deutsche Bank engineering teams? More to the point, um, Cameron, um, how has being part of an open source team within Deutsche Bank really benefited your career, would you say? Um, I, I think working on a, a project that's visible outside of the firm is is really really good. I mean, over the last um, twelve or so years, I've I've worked on many projects across uh, quite a few firms, and uh, and I think one of the things that's, that's always a little bit disheartening is is not seeing your work being visible to a wider audience, and 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 that is it's always quite exciting. You know, as developers, we're we're makers, and what we like to do is we we want people to. Uh, make use of what we what we what we build um you know whether they provide feedback good or bad it's it's all positive that's that's as, as someone who you know you're when you're building things you want people to make use of it it's if you've developed a piece of software it's your baby and you know have, having the opportunity for for that to be outside uh of the bank and for another organization like natwest has currently done take it up um is really really um motivating um so that's that's one thing um and I, and I think the other thing is that it does really foster community. Um, you know, you, you build links and, um, you know, contacts with other developers, which which is always a positive thing. You know, it's an opportunity to learn and, and engage the wider community. So that's awesome. And Jess, I mean, what would you say? I mean, how has being on an open source team benefited your develop, development career? I mean, for me, it's been really interesting. I was quite... Uh new developer when I joined the team. Um, so it's really interesting to see how code is being considered, how other people might be using it. And basically, it's not just your internal team or your internal bank that has to make use of what you've written. It's really got to be considering other people and all the sort of use cases. So for me, that was quite an interesting aspect of it. Um, and again, as Cameron said, knowing that there's community out there, knowing that other people are taking a look at your work, I found that quite motivational. Uh, it makes you put a lot more uh, thought and effort and real care into into what's going on there and, and what other people see and get to use. 
So do either of you get the opportunity to engage and work with developers from other banks or other organisations? Um, one of the ways in which I've had interaction with developers from other banks, for example, if you raise a new GitHub issue, um, it's quite good to get feedback, for example, from people at Network Market on how those changes might influence them. So it really makes you take a step back and reconsider the design. Um, and yeah, it's great to see their insights on the changes you're making. So Tim, can you describe the engineering team benefits of mapping enterprise systems with Waltz versus the alternatives in the wider technology market? Um, so, so I guess one of the one of the big team benefits of, of having you know, the enterprise-wide ta uh, taxonomies um, and the, the enterprise-wide pieces within Waltz, um, what, it, what it really gives is it gives a, a one-stop shop. So rather than having you know, various functional taxonomies throughout different um, organizations within, within the organization, obviously Deutsche Bank, is a, is a large organization with um, obviously many different opinions uh, and many different ways of doing things uh, as, as with all large organizations. But by having the, the you know, by having a, a set number of uh, enterprise-wide taxonomies which are governed and people obviously contribute towards, just gives that view of aligning a lot of the information. So a lot of the application information and a lot of the underpinning information that sits within uh, the core Waltz, um, core Waltz structure allows people to not duplicate. People realize that they're not uh, you know, you're not comparing um, you know, differences, different different views when you say the same words. Um, and it just gives people that view that they're not, I guess, not wasting their time from a tech, tech point of view and everyone's sort of pulling together in the same in the same way rather than um, you know, everyone working, squirreling away, working away on their own uh, their own taxonomies. But then when they try to bring them together, they realize that they can't. So uh, I think what, what we've seen or what I've definitely seen is people, um, obviously, Everyone is very keen to um, very very keen on their own taxonomies, but by by bringing together an enterprise-wide collective taxonomies gives the gives the tech teams more of a view that they're all aligned to the same you know the same words, the same descriptions, um, and obviously, obviously as, as they mature over time, then that also brings that in. So, David, how easy is Waltz to utilize, and are there limits on how many people can be licensed to use the software? We built Waltz really for a uh, very much an end user. Uh, point of view, you know that the audience for is pretty much the entire bank. So we think it is very easy to to get to grips with. Uh, with regards to getting started, uh, then it does require a fair bit of data to come in, but it's data that would be needed by any system. So we need to know what the organisation looks like, what uh, the, the in terms of departments, in terms of people, uh, in terms of raw applications. Uh, but then we can build off that quite quickly. Uh, with regards to the uh, the, uh, the limitations, then as it's an open source project, there are no licensing concerns to worry about. Um, so it's really part of a key tenant of Waltz is you know to socialize this data as much as possible, uh, to make it available to the entire enterprise, to solicit feedback from anyone and everyone uh, in terms of you know feeding in flow information, uh, application information, change information. Uh, and through that, we hope to to get a much better understanding of the organization. So yes, we, Waltz is, a, is designed, it's not only is it an open source platform, it's designed to be an open participation platform as well. Um, just to add to what you've said, Dave, uh, it's worth also mentioning that uh, Waltz is a da almost database agnostic. Um, it can be run off SQL Server, uh, Microsoft SQL Server, uh, MariaDB, or even Postgres. Um, so it's very easy to run off um, get started there you don't need to um, get approval for a database that may not be already be in use in your institution um, 
Additionally, it's, it's it's also worth highlighting that it runs off a very, very minimal middle tier setup. I think um, our deployment here at Deutsche Bank is only two, two, two gigabyte servers. So it's, you know, quite, and that's parrot that's running across the entire uh, bank, which is quite small considering. Um, and the other thing is once the data is involved, which is, is, is a challenge it is to get started, but once it's there, you have, you have a complete uh, repository where you have a unified search. You can search for people, for change initiatives, org units, and actually see uh, see views which aggregate across uh, applications siloed to that org unit, for example. And that, and that that's very powerful because then you can quite easily explore and actually navigate the organization uh, from slightly different viewpoints, either org units uh, and what, what applications sit under that, or or people and, and the control they have of various applications and how they're involved, and and even um, uh, by the, the the viewpoints and taxonomies that are, are customizable in vaults, uh, and and you can see how certain applications relate to one another. That's great, thank you both. And so, Jess, from your point of view, can you explain the advantages of open sourcing vaults for Deutsche Bank, and what do you think the bank hopes to get in return? Uh, sure. So for me, I think one of the greatest benefits to open source is sorting an application is just the, the variety of ideas that you get back and the feedback you get on that application. So obviously, everyone within DB is going to come from similar sort of background, similar thought processes. By open sourcing it, having other people contributing from different institutions, that really brings in a great collection of ideas um, and hopefully makes the product, or in this case, Waltz, um, a lot stronger for it. And David, um, how do you foresee others using Waltz and how do you get started with contributing to the project? Okay, so in terms of other people using Waltz, I mean, functionality in there already. Um, so you can get up and running with Waltz fairly quickly. I mean, I've done sort of proof of concepts with uh, with various organizations and had gone from, from nothing to a, a working demo in a, in a day or so. Um, the sets that are the sort of common ones are around quite often around the sort of compliance. It starts with compliance and regulatory asks, and then what's usually grows uh, and starts being used to tackle other other aspects within organizations. One of the things I'm kind of keen to see is uh, Waltz out of the shadow of finance. Uh, there's nothing actually in the Waltz model. Uh, which necessitates a sort of finance uh, base for it to work in. Um, so we've already done some POCs in industries outside of finance. And uh, so I'd be excited to see how Waltz could be used in those industries. Um, it might be that we have to make some changes, but typically, as Jess was mentioning previously, uh, those changes tend to be for the benefit of the product overall. Um, so yes, I'm looking forward to, to those challenges up ahead to that so to get started um the first thing is to if you're if you're doing it from outside of your organization on your own machine um then start with the ccla uh, get that signed with Venos. um fork the repository uh get a build going and we'll be happy to help out with that if you uh, if you drop us a, a message and uh and then i, I would say start with uh, browse the github repository and look at some of the issues um just uh, has talked to to it previously where there's labels on the issues, and some are uh, labeled as a good first issue or a small change. Um, those are always great ones to get started and give you kind of a, a view of of of, of Waltz with, uh, without getting too too deeply involved with uh, the difficult parts. 
one thing I also encourage people who are looking at getting started with Waltz, either contributing code or just getting up and running, is one of the one of the good sources of contribution is just feedback as well. The things that aren't smooth, the rough edges, things that are confusing, documentation that she's missing. Uh, please let us know, raise an issue, and our GitHub will be very responsive to those sorts of things. Uh, we understand for a project to grow, we need to make sure that the end-to-end -end process is uh, good for everyone, not just the developers who already know the system. So, team, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Um, but before we end, can you give me a little understanding of what the future looks like for Waltz? Yeah, so I guess from a Deutsche Bank perspective, obviously um, you know, we've managed to keep the team um, between, as, as David previously previous mentioned, between sort of three to four, uh, sometimes creeping up to five developers. Um, and and as, Do as Deutsche Bank are adopting Waltz, uh, there's obviously more, more views to find new ways to, to use it. So in, in terms of functionality, I personally only see this growing, um, and especially as we try to harmonize and, and really bring the organization together across a lot of the enterprise-wide pieces. Um, and, and obviously as people start to see the benefits of the more complete information, the taxonomies that everyone can understand and relate to, as they become more baked into you know, the KPIs and the KRIs, people really start to uh, yeah, understand how, how what makes a difference and obviously those sort of things really make people sort of take note. Thanks, Mark. Um, I'd, I'd like to add, actually, also, I mean, we're really excited about uh, what's being onboarded Finos. Um, we think that actually will foster uh, growth in, in, in its usage uh, as a community and um, build a community around it. Uh, certainly, it will make things easier, uh, make it easier for people to adopt it and will certainly grow, on, grow awareness of Waltz. And I think I could speak for everyone in the team to say we're really excited about that. Yeah, and I'd just like to add something. So, future of Waltz, uh, to me, that is uh, there's a bunch of new features coming that uh, I hope we get further feedback from our own community at DB, also uh, from Finos and anyone else who chooses to onboard with the application external to that. Um, but things from enhancing the functionality we've already got there. So things like surveys, which right now are very uh, basic. We hope to allow them to be more tailored and more flexible, but also upgrading um, from AngularJS, uh, which we use for our front end, to perhaps something a little bit more modern, maybe React, or I don't know if Dave has any other uh, views on that one. Um, but it's quite a few exciting things, and anyone else who wants to get involved, that is always uh, much appreciated. And with that, we draw to an end of today's Finos podcast. I'd like to say thank you to David, Mark, Cameron, and Jessica um, from the Deutsche Bank Orcs team for joining me here today. Um, and I'd also like to um, remind you that you can actually subscribe to Finos on LinkedIn and also on Twitter. You can also visit finos.org to get involved or register for news and events and updates. Or if you're a developer or an engineer, you can visit github.com forward slash finos to find our projects and start leveraging and contributing. And you can also find the Waltz project there too. Uh, I'd like to say my final thank yous to the team. Thank you, James. Thanks, James. Thank you. And I'd like to say thank you to everyone for being here today. Have a great day and see you soon. Bye-bye.